0: They're
1: easy to fuck up, too. I have one. And uh, <laughs> you set it up, you push it in and out. That's it. And uh, and then I started looking at it, and yeah, I I basically have ruined it.
0: Oh, good. Is it still fu- functional, or did you have to, like... I
1: mean, I can, I mean, I can make anything work. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're dead. You'll be dead for 30 years. In
0: I want to kill you. Every Welcome. Mm-hmm. You are listening to Boo ha, ha, which is a mostly weekly podcast that is mostly about ghosts. Yeah. Sometimes it's also about obscure American presidents mm-hmm. and American history.
1: I said that like, I know, but I've never heard the show. <laughs> but I will say this. Uh well my name's Hunter also. I'm the, the host. <laughs>
0: and Sorry. just like that i have <laughs> you, been usurped you
1: no you take it from here actually it's not my <laughs> time <yet. laughs> that's generous of you
0: uh yeah this is this is a podcast that is often about ghosts and uh, more often about tangents every week i gather my nearest and dearest to the campfire that i build in my living room to tell them spooky tales of boogans and gookas
1: boogans and Gugas. I hope we don't have any Boogans today because I am so scared of Boogans specifically. We got a couple Boogans on the list. Oh, dang. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to pick those. I'll tell you that much. I'm Hunter, by the way. This is- <laughs> <laughs> You're just champing at the bit. Every time that I'm on a podcast, <laughs> e- this happens where it starts and the host is like, Welcome to this show. And I'm like, Yeah, welcome to it. I'm Hunter. <laughs> Every show I'm on, I'm the co-host. I'm not the guest.
0: So it feels like a it feels like a weird power move.
1: It's not though. It's <laughs> not that. I know sometimes people have looked at me like that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Like I'm trying to turn the tables on them. That's never it. It's never it's just that I feel so awkward it being the guest in anything. Yeah, it seems like a- I just want to be in on this too where like the audience that I'm imagining right now, and I'm gesturing at you guys. They're over there. As if you're all on just one side of the room. (laughs) They're the ones not in on it. You know what I mean? Well, they're the guests.
0: Congratulations on identifying the two-way
1: mirror, first of all. Yeah. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Well, but it's a two-way mirror, and on the other side, there are some scientists, uh, <laughs> presumably, and they're taking <laughs> notes, like, oh, they think this is a real podcast. Yeah, Look right. at how they're talking. Yeah,
0: it's occupational
1: therapy for people
0: with, like, cognitive disorders. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I don't
1: even know if this is a real podcast. You hard know what to I mean? say. Maybe that's what it is. It's, it's all a test They're like, can we just make up a podcast, get well, someone to show up, not even plug in the microphones. <laughs> And just see what happens.
0: I did want to talk to you about the fact that you're talking into an ice cream cone.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it tasted good. <laughs> it's oh, a little kind of salt and straw-y for me, though. There's you know?
0: a. I thought you were just going to say it's salty. I'm like, that tracks. It's, it's it, pretentious. Mm, That's mm. what I'm
1: trying to say. Actually, I don't mean to say that about salt and straw. I, I'm actually one of those people that really likes salt and straw. They do great work. The other day, someone came into my work and was like, Hey, where I'm, you know, I'm from out of town. Where should I get ice cream? And I said Salt and Straw, and my coworker was like, "Ew, Ruby Jewel." Fuck. And I'm okay. like, "Shut up, shut up. They're from out of town, okay? They're they want to go to a weird, quirky ice cream place, not like an ice cream place like they have back in Denver." well
0: you want ice cream? Have you considered the uh, Frozen Novelties aisle of the Safeway? Yeah. <laughs>
1: There's a bunch of hoity-toity
0: hipster ice cream places in Portland, mm-hmm. and they are all fine yeah. because it's hard to fuck ice cream up. The beauty of salt and straw lies in the, in the mm-hmm. attention to detail.
1: Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to—so, the, that you know, we had—in Portland, everybody likes to make fun of the fact that we want everything to be artisanal. And I think I'm mostly on board to make fun of Portland for doing that. Except for ice cream. Sorry. Like, if you were telling me, like, all right, we have all these things and we can make them really special and crazy and cool. be like, all right, well, I don't really care about most of that, but can you please do some awesome stuff with ice cream? Because ice cream pretty much rules and it only gets better. So, please.
0: Yeah. The idea that ice cream could be too fantastical Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. insane.
1: Yeah. That's when people really need to check how, like, you know, satirical they're being. How much, like, Portlandia they're trying to be.
0: And on a very just like a very functional level if you can make a flavor of ice cream mm-hmm. that has chocolate and pig's blood in it yeah. and make me be like this is pretty good that's
1: fucking good for Can't you do
0: that <laughs>
1: <laughs> where are you waiting
0: <laughs> i look forward to october every year cuz i'm going to get the pig's blood ice cream and i'm a vegetarian
1: yeah except oh. at halloween right right yeah well this blood count it's a byproduct <laughs> <laughs> You're not <laughs> vegan. Like <laughs> It's not meat. It's not meat.
0: It's blood. <laughs> uh, arguably it could be given voluntarily.
1: It's definitely not vegan unless it was given voluntarily. It, unless there was a piggy blood bank and the pigs were like
0: <laughs> something wrong with that pig. That's a uh, cow. Oh. <laughs> Case in point, it's a podcast about tangents.
1: Yeah, there you go. There you go. boo ha
0: So my guest tonight is Hunter
1: Donaldson. Yeah, Welcome. Yeah, Yep, yep. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to boo ha uh, Hosted by me, Hunter Donaldson, with my now, guest. Now, what do we do here? Um, We talk about those. <laughs> I'm here with my guest, Noodle Boy, Avalon Leonetti. A boy <laughs> made made of and named after... I think, noodles. Fine,
0: fine pasta product. I'm happy to be on a podcast hosted by the undisputed sweater king of Portland Oh, God,
1: I haven't been called that in a long time. I haven't heard that name in a long time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For the listeners, he just took a slug out of a cup of whiskey he pulled out of his jacket (laughs) (laughs) and uh, Uh. stared into the middle distance.
1: (laughs) I gave that up. I got tired of everybody bringing me up that way. Yeah no. Yeah I just I I'm just cold in the winter now because I refuse to wear a sweater. I wear a sweater for no one anymore. I don't dance for you. Okay. I didn't like jackets, so <laughs> I was just like really into sweaters. But now I'm into jackets. Oh. If anything, I had this red jacket this winter. My thing is this: every year, I don't buy that many clothes, but I do buy at least one clothing that I'm like. This is my favorite thing I've ever had. Sure. And then I wear that baby for like six straight months every damn day until I'm just like, I'm done. It's not that great. I don't know why I was so crazy about that jacket.
0: It's the MTV philosophy of apparel.
1: Yeah. It's like every year I'm a cartoon character in like a new season of the show, you know, where they like, oh, he got a new costume for yeah. season three. Yeah, Bart's but got a blue T-shirt. Day, yeah. Mm. Every day it's that same damn thing. There's a there's a purity to that. Yeah.
0: I, I, I appreciate
1: that. Yeah. I like I, I like I like to really enjoy something and then get tired of it and discard it forever. And I don't think there's anything unhealthy about that.
0: So how, what is your relationship status?
1: <laughs> Done with this fucking show. <laughs> 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 I am single. <laughs> Who'da thunk it? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of distant screaming ghosts from the past, mm-hmm. how, uh, how do you relate to the supernatural?
1: So, uh, so I um, am the result of a union between an Arkansas man and a Michigan woman. And if you know anything about Michigan, you
0: know that they're spooky. So you're made entirely out of like uh, banjos and
1: tires. Yeah, it's I'm um, a half banjo, half car boy, and <laughs> <laughs> and it's an old, shitty American <laughs> car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, Here's how hallucinogenically sick I am. I was <laughs> I thought you said Michelin. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, a tire guy. I'm the
1: Michelin banjo boy. <laughs>
0: Uh, so you, you are the Union of Spooky Michiganders. Yeah. And Tennysonian. Na, na, na,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, old world Arkansas, you know, scary woods folk, basically. Um, but as far as I know, I don't know too much about Arkansas ghost stuff because my, my father wasn't the ghost guy. My mom was super into ghosts. And okay. she totally believed in ghosts. And also... I only realized once I became an adult that my mom did not do... Like, my mom did a really good job of scaring the shit out of me when it came to ghosts. Like, she would tell me ghost stories all the time, and she would always be, like, pretty sure our house is haunted and stuff like that. But she was always kind of like that about it. Like, she didn't really understand what she was saying. Like, that there would be any implications. Like, that I was... She would always tell me stuff like, you know, it's so crazy, but... The other night, I totally saw this little girl in the closet, and <laughs> and I was like, was it my sister? Like, no, I think it was a dead girl um, from a long time ago, but who knows? And I'm like, what do you mean, who knows? I'm seven. Like, you can't just, like, open that door for me and just leave it open and be like, gotta go. I mean, obviously, I'm an adult, so I'm not really that scared of ghosts, but.
0: It's the equivalent of sitting you down to dinner and being like, you know, most kids who choke to death do it at dinner.
1: Right. <laughs> eat up. Yeah, we're having <laughs> we're having bone in chicken <laughs> and whole grapes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Only yeah, the most chokeable foods <laughs> for my choke boy.
0: <laughs> Open your mouth and I'll fire this GI Joe torpedo Let's at it. Let's all
1: eat one at a time, and I just want to watch you do it.
0: <laughs> Let's see how few times you can chew. Yeah. So, real blase is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, and just, like, a lot of little, like, pretty... I mean, honestly, like, not very good ghost stories. My mom wasn't a very good ghost storyteller. I mean, like, one time, I remember, she told me this very long, boring story about a haunted <laughs> house that her and her mother lived in together when she was a kid, and their whole story was just that there was a door upstairs that was locked... But there was a light on inside of it. And they were like... And for some reason, they were just like, so crazy, right? That's Isn't that crazy? Doors locked but the lights on inside. Who turned that light on?
0: I mean, could be literally anyone.
1: Yeah. Could have been... How about this? I got a theory right now, Nancy and <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Maybe somebody turned the light on, then left the door and locked it. Yeah. Dumb bitch. Wanted to
0: keep the fucking kids out of the attic.
1: I got When I said bitch... I was directing that at Nancy though, not Michelle. Sure. Michelle being your mother. Yeah. Nancy. Okay. I love Michelle. Good. Okay. I love Michelle very much. Good. But Nancy's my arch nemesis. <laughs> Real hateful aunt. Well, so we'll, we, we just talked about web comics. We got political. And we ta- We covered all of our bases. I think we're primed for the ghost story now. We're I'm about
0: ready. ready for the ghost story. Uh, other than the fact that you didn't answer the question. Oh I yeah. What was, I'm sorry. What was the question? Um, <laughs> uh, do you believe in the supernatural? Are no, you... I don't personally, no.
1: Not okay. at all. Okay. Not even a little bit.
0: Not the slightest bit.
1: No, but I do like going to scary places. Okay. But I'm I, I'm only scared for real reasons. Like cause murderers. It's scary. And... No. Just because it looks dark and scary. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, ghosts
1: know. Ghosts the dark, know, but yes. like oh spooky vibes, right? Sure. That's kinda how I am.
0: Okay. That's fair. It's it's uh, horror le- horror movie level engagement.
1: Yeah, and horror and I get really scared of horror movies. Like mm-hmm. I'm and it's kind of weird. I always like end up going to a horror movie with somebody that I don't really know that well, like a like a new friend. And I always forget that like I get like kind of embarrassingly scared of <laughs> a horror movie like I, do. I really do. And then they'll kinda of look at me, especially if it's a dude, uh they'll I feel like they kinda of look at me like they always make some sort of comment afterwards like Oh man, that one scene, that really you were really freaked out by that. And really? I was like, well, it's scary. <laughs> like it's, I came to see the movie, didn't I? Like <laughs> we call them scary movies for a reason. Yeah, see, and that's man, that's another that's a such a cultural like man thing that's so weird for it to be like, "All right, we're going to go see this horror movie, but if you display your fear at all," <laughs> Oh my god.
0: So you got scared of that demon ghost with the knife hands? You got
1: scared at the thing that we specifically go to to get scared at? That's ridiculous. Oh. You're supposed to go there and feel nothing and prove to the movie that
0: you were better than it. You're supposed to sit there, stare off into the middle distance, and think about Chevrolets. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's all you're supposed to do, man.
0: Yeah, okay. So that's so no no real spiritual beliefs there. Um Mm-mm. I find that people who don't believe in ghosts kind of fall into a couple of categories. There's either the real, like, pure nothing atheist, not even interested, mm-hmm. and then there's the, like, hopeful skeptic, mm-hmm. where it's like, I don't believe in it, but it would be cool if.
1: Oh, yeah. It would definitely be cool. I'm definitely that. Sure. Okay. So I you're... would I would love to live in a world where there were ghosts, actually, but I don't really believe in it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. Um. Okay. And so. And then beyond like the spiritual, like other like, sp- any other like spooky tangentially like interested in like Bigfoots or how do you feel about aliens oh, that man, kind no, of I, thing?
1: I mean, I like. Well, if we're talking aliens or what are they called crypta cryptids? Cryptids, sure. Uh I like cryptids a lot more than I like aliens, which is weird cuz actually aliens are way more likely to exist than cryptids. Well,
0: I mean, I I would say statistically we found more cryptids than we have aliens. So, uh, That's a good point.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Shout out to coelacanths.
1: Camps. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't know, I think aliens I think aliens definitely scare me more than cryptids. Cryptids are more like just cool, like kind of art projects, you know, like draw a cryptid. It's fun. You yeah. Know? The Mothman is like, it's fun. It's not scary. If aliens exist, like, there's all oh, the scariest quote I can think of about aliens is Stephen Hawking was talking about aliens one time, and he was like, you know, if aliens ever really found Earth, that probably wouldn't go too well for us. Cause you remember, like, when Europe found North America, that wasn't really too good for the natives. <laughs> oh no <laughs> I was like oh that's a good point Steven I hadn't really thought about it like that <laughs> the idea that aliens like what do you think are the odds that aliens are going to show up at the planet and not just be like cool you have resources let's take all those right now
0: well as an avid Star
1: Trek fan yeah are they Klingons or are they Vulcans oh god no
0: <laughs> oh yeah if first contact had been with Klingons and not Vulcans we'd be fine. it wouldn't have been
1: good no it would have been bad oh. Oh my god, and I love Star Trek too. Yeah, the it's way. the fucking best. I'm a huge Trekkie. I don't, and there's so many, especially like Next Generation. I could just go on and on about like how many episodes just like really touch me on like a deep mental level. Yeah,
0: big. I'm a big Next Generation and a big Voyager fan. Yeah, uh,
1: Voyager was the first one I really was really into. Same it, here. Yeah, yeah. It is, It's now looking back on it. Now that I know so much more about Star Trek, it's the really hokey one. It's the hokey as hell one.
0: Basically. I mean, you say hokey, but it is also the show that gave us The Rock.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's that. Yeah, it takes, it takes all kinds. You
0: <laughs> know? Oh, there are all kinds. There are all <laughs> kinds. Yeah. So, ghosts. You don't necessarily believe in them. You'd like to. Now um, space
1: ghost though coast coasts to coasts. To coasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now
1: that's a ghost though. Uh, I fuck with that ghost.
0: That's so. If you had like, if you had to pick a ghost, to my believe favorite ghost. It. Yeah, yeah, yes. favorite ghost. Let's do that.
1: Space ghost. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't like a cool reveal, but I kind of gave it away that's, early.
0: That's fine. I think mine would probably be the Casper? Phantom. Oh, okay. <laughs> While I do love the friendliness of Casper. Yeah. Did you know
1: that Eric Idle was in the 1990s Casper movie?
0: He was the bad guy's lackey. Yep. Yes. What's her name? Was it almost Mm. Joan Cusack or was it Joan
1: Cusack? Oh, I think you might be right. Actually, I think it might be. (laughs) Well, I remember it as Joan Cusack now that you've said that. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Joan Cusack, uh, Bill Pullman, et cetera. Yeah. It's great. Okay. You so you're going Space Ghost, I'm going The Phantom, Billy Zane. Yeah. yeah the yeah. movie, the ghost who who walks. So every week on Boohaha, I pull together mm-hmm. a couple of ghost stories mm-hmm. from the guest's hometown mm-hmm. or home state or home region. Uh,
1: which in your case is Arkansas. Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Pine is where I'm Bluff, from. Arkansas. One of the worst cities in America. It doesn't seem good. No, it's very bad. I did some
0: research and I tried to find Pine Bluff specific ghosts, and there was very little. Yeah, Um, well,
1: probably because there's probably lots of ghosts there, but there's just not a lot of, not a lot of people make it out of that city to tell anybody about anything. (laughs) (laughs) They're all ghosts. Dude, the crime stats. (laughs) The crime stats for Pine Bluff are like, oh my God, it's so bad.
0: It sounds so enchanting, though. Yeah. Pine uh Bluff. Yeah, Pine
1: Pine Bluff. Come out and see the pines. Yeah. Oh. There's definitely pines. I don't remember any bluffs, though. <laughs> All I remember is there's, there's a paper mill there, so the whole town freaking stinks. Sure. Like you drive towards Pine Bluff, and you can still be like 20 minutes from the city limits, and it'll be like, oh, well, we're mm. getting closer. <laughs> Almost home. Jesus. Mm. It was so awful. It's not what you want. Uh, a stinky city.
0: So, having not found anything necessarily from the Stinky City, I I, I pulled back the lens a little bit, mm-hmm. and I went for Arkansas as a whole. Good. I'm going to give you a couple options here. Mm-hmm. Some of them you may know. Some of them you may not. Uh, we've got the Boggy Creek Monster. Okay. The White River Monster. Ooh, I know White River. Uh, the Phantom Hitchhiker of Highway 365. Mm-hmm. The dog boy of Quitman. Oh, oh. Is this a trick? Oh. <laughs> yeah, one of them's fake. <laughs> no, no, no. It just kind of
1: feels like you know which one I'm going to pick. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> you can't throw the dog boy out and be like, well, you can obviously pick any of these. Like, <laughs> oh, really? Because well, I'm only hearing one choice.
0: Can I interest you in granola, 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 or ice cream sandwich? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Or... The Hook Man of Texarkana.
1: Well, definitely not the Texarkana one. That that city blows. Not a not a fun place. No, Texarkana is awful. Um, I think I might want to save Dog Boy for myself to read. Okay. Because so I get to read one of these later, right? You do, but I get to pick that one. Oh, I see. Well, then we'll just see what kind of person <laughs> you are. Um, I'll take the white, the white River Monster, please, for white, 500 White
0: River Monster for $500. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get into it.
1: Do I have to answer in the form of a question? Yes,
0: you do. Yes. <laughs> Arkansas has its share of weird creatures lurking in forests and lakes.
1: Yeah, like my dad, my uncle Ricky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you just throw him in the lake?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, he he falls in there, you know. He's, <laughs> he's dumb as hell. He, he can't read. Continue. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you said dead uncle Ricky. No, no, no. He's alive and he's currently alive and he can't read. <laughs> alive he never learned to read.
0: And illiterate.
1: It's so funny when he would get when I was a kid and he would get mail because I didn't understand that he couldn't read. So I was like, why does Uncle Ricky always have to get somebody to read his mail for him? And I just like, one day my mom was like, just because I brought it up a couple times, and one day my mom was just like, it's because he can't read, Hunter, okay? <laughs> Stop talking about it. Uncle Ricky, why is Grandma always reading you your fucking mail? <laughs> Uncle Ricky, why why does your daughter Brittany have to read the mail for you? <laughs>
0: In addition to Uncle Ricky, we have the case of the White River Monster. Our cryptozoological journey takes us up north on Highway 67 to the small town of Newport, Arkansas. Ah. Newport has a version of the Loch Ness Monster that is widely accepted as a real phenomenon. A lot of qualifiers
1: there. Hey, actually, I've heard of this. Now that you said that part, the Loch Ness part, yeah,
0: I've heard of this. The next sentence is the craziest thing I've ever fucking heard. The White River Monster even has its own game preserve.
1: I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You said that the first thing that popped in my head was like a PlayStation 2 memory card (laughs) with (laughs) White River Monster written on the top of it. I know that's not what you mean. I know you... (laughs) So you you a game preserve, I guess, is like a national forest for a creature you can't shoot.
0: Yeah, normally a game preserve would be uh, like elk. Like you yes. can't shoot
1: elk here. There's yeah. elk here, but you can't shoot them. They live here. It's like a sanctuary. God, that's like my dad's least favorite thing in the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which suggests to me that there are a lot of issues with Arcanians, Arkansars,
1: Arkansans.
0: Mm I don't. That's
1: what it is. I don't believe that. That is what it is. Um,
0: Arcanians. <laughs> Arkansans.
1: <laughs> Arkansans. Uh, no, no, no. Don't get confused. I won't let us move on until you say Arkansans. And, and you accept that that is true. Because I like to goof around. And I talk shit on Arkansas a lot. But I'm an Arkansas boy through and through. So you better watch it. All of a sudden right. I pull up my, my shirt and there's like a tattoo there of like Jesus with a AK47 <laughs> <laughs> and an American flag bandana.
0: <laughs> Nessie in the background. Yeah. <laughs> it suggests to me that there are a lot of issues with our our Kansans. Thank you. Trying to shoot the monster. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Sounds entirely reasonable, actually. Now that I say it, yeah.
1: I was just about to say, what are you even dunking (laughs) on them for? Like, you really think if there, you wouldn't try and shoot a Nessie if there was a Nessie nearby? Like, let's go out and get the Nessie. You wouldn't be attracted to that at all.
0: I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it wouldn't be my first compulsion.
1: There you go. But if you were around somebody that was like drunk and was like, "Let's go shoot Nessie," you'd tag along. You know, you would. You know, you would be like, "Yeah, all right." It sounds like a nice evening. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn him down out of hand. Yes. Uh, from about 1915 to 1924, residents of Newport reported seeing a monster in the White River. This monster, nicknamed Whitey, the- <laughs> 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 It's the only time anyone yeah. in Arkansas has ever said "kill Whitey."
1: Yeah, kill, yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they were trying to throw the rest of the country off the set as far as racism is concerned. <laughs> They're like, well, how can we be racist? We hate Whitey here. Oh, kill
0: Whitey. Man, we're
1: trying to get Whitey.
0: Whitey's ruining this community. I hate how Whitey's so like wet and in the water Ugh. all the time. Ugh. Whitey's so fat. I hate Whitey's snake neck. Ugh,
1: I hate hairless Whitey. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat>
0: Residents said he would surface in the afternoon and stay for up to 10 to 15 minutes before disappearing again. Hundreds of people claimed to have seen him.
1: Mm -hmm. Hundreds of Arkansans. Sure. Let's be honest. Um, That runs down to
0: tens of people. A couple people, basically. Witnesses in the 20s reported that it made a loud bellowing noise and had a spiny backbone. Many reports were made by fishermen and campers along the river.
1: It said it 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 had a spine to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a garfish to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do you know about garfish? Is that like your knockoff brand of Garfield? No, garfish is this type of fish. In uh, it's like a freshwater fish, and uh, I, I would go fishing a lot when I was a kid. Well, I had to go fishing a lot when I was a kid, and uh, we were always fishing for like good fish to eat. But garfish are not good to eat because they just have all these bones. <laughs> they have like fucking backbones and like a big bone in their head. And I, like, I do they're know about awful these. looking. Yeah. You, I mean, you could eat them, I guess, but like, it's such a chore. And there's like little bones all throughout them. There's no way you're eating a garfish, basically. So, yeah, that just sounds like a big garfish to me.
0: All right. We have our first theory. Mm-hmm. Fair.
1: Big garfish. Question mark.
0: Add it to the whiteboard. Um, Whitey disappeared for a bit with only random sightings, but he came back in 1937 when a plantation owner claimed to see them.
1: (laughs) Wait, what? When is this story taking place again?
0: 1937. (laughs) Only in Arkansas would it be like, listen, I have a plantation. We haven't been able to have slaves for a
1: while, but like,
0: I'm still going to make this work. I will not shut down my plantation. Uh I will capture the river monster and make Mm -hmm. him work the land. Mm
1: -hmm. Hey, man, somebody's working this land, and it ain't going to be me, and I'm not going to pay him a fair wage to do it. Okay, that's the American dream.
0: (laughs) For him, the American dream was claiming to see the monster several times, but never being able to determine the size or exactly what it was.
1: Okay, so I've seen this thing can't really tell you anything about it and Go. i don't know how big it is
0: mm. can, can you tell me where it was uh the river oh okay all right well
1: you have not big uh looked like a garfish
0: <laughs> <laughs> eventually locals constructed nets to catch whitey
1: Jesus Christ. Dude, this town just doesn't have anything to do. That's the problem. That's the the real story going going on here is the town of Newport, Arkansas, found something to do, which Uh. was Kill Whitey. I think
0: I'm proud. The small small town of Newport's thriving
1: net maker business. Yes, exploded. (laughs) This is all big net. (laughs) Probably
0: a monster in those lakes. You should come down to my net depot. Ooh.
1: You're going to need a bigger (laughs) net. Yeah, like before Jaws (laughs) even came out. They're saying that. In
0: 1971, two men reported that they saw three toed tracks along the muddy riverbanks.
1: Okay, well, now they're switching the story up fucking completely. Because before, it was like Nessie. And now it's like those fucking sci-fi fish monsters from uh, The Creature of the Black Lagoon is what you're making it sound like now. I mean, I f- I'm just saying there's not already, we've got consistency issues. Do we know that Nessie doesn't have legs? No. I always thought Nessie was like a bronchiosaurus that was like became like a fish bronchiosaurus. Because it's just a bronchiosaurus toy in the water, right? That somebody got close up on. Two points. Mm-hmm. First one, I think you're trying to say brachiosaur. Oh, brachiosaurus. Uh, yeah. Yep, yep. 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 Second
0: of all, they got legs.
1: They got legs. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to say.
0: (laughs) So too might Nessie have legs. So too. So too. Continue. (laughs) The most interesting part of this legend happened in 1973. The Arkansas state legislator, specifically Arkansas state senator Robert Harvey, created the White River Monster Refuge.
1: This isn't even top. 10 weirdest things that Arkansas... I'm sorry. This story just lost it for me because let me tell you a story real quick. This is the (laughs) weirdest thing that the Arkansas State Legislature ever did. Um, Right before... About a year before gay marriage was legalized in the United States, um, there was a rogue judge in Eureka Springs, Arkansas that just decided to just start marrying gay people in Arkansas. And obviously, a lot of people in Arkansas pretty fucking pissed about it. The Arkansas state legislature and all their like m- like might and and desire to turn this down. They didn't know how to do it. They were so confused as to what options they had because this judge was like, "I don't give a shit and I don't think you guys can stop me, so I'm just going to start writing them." And it was wild. There were so many people in Arkansas being like, you know, so upset or like, you know, obviously all the gay people in Arkansas were like, how do I move to New Eureka Springs? A-S-A-P. Um, but there was a compromise struck and it was the funniest compromise to me ever. It was, and I, it's almost a shame that gay marriage was legalized so soon after so that we didn't get to see how this continued forever. But our, the <laughs> Arkansas State Legislature was like, well, we don't know what to do. So here's the compromise. Every year, for one day, yeah. it will be legal to get game married. <laughs> it's like Christmas in July, or like yeah, it's it like Prime Christ- Day. It was the most mind blowing, like weird Southern government, not first of all not really understanding how government works and also like struggling to preserve their bullshit prejudices and f- coming to the weirdest compromise ever like <laughs> like don't get me wrong they're all basically like well obviously this is a sin and evil but tuesday though <laughs> 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 uh, but then but then anyways then afterwards the you know it has sure. a happy ending which is that eventually it was legalized across the country yeah. and they didn't get to you know they didn't get to have their stupid compromise anymore but i could have done with the like for me personally i could have done with at least another year if they're being gay day because <laughs> <laughs> oh it was so great because it's like you know it would have been
0: a great day like it would have been the best fucking day
1: yeah i mean like
0: pride pride is cool
1: or whatever but, like, Pride in, in Arkansas, it's, like, a thing in, like, Fayetteville, where I'm from, like, the college town or whatever. They'll do some Pride stuff. When you said Pride in
0: Arkansas, I pictured, like, one guy in Newport, like, opening a drawer and looking at a folded-up <laughs> rainbow flag. Be like, yep. Pride. All and right. Then, then close like, her up.
1: Well. Back to the closet. But, but this, because this was on, like, a legal, like, you know, like. This was important for a lot of people all over the state, maybe even people that, like, you know, people didn't know in their communities that certain people were gay. But they were like, well, if, we, if we're if we going to get married, we literally have to take the shot right now. So it was like every city, even, like, Newport, I guarantee you, had, like, gay couples that were showing up at the courthouse. And go, this go, was, go! That this was happening in every city in Arkansas it was so beautiful to me. Uh, like That's fantastic. All on the same day, like... It's just, I don't, and especially just imagine like I don't like, for so long they they were winning that fight in Arkansas, and because of this one guy just throwing a curveball at him for a second, they were like, oh, we don't know what to do. Like if somebody just came
0: up to you and started eating your food at a restaurant, <laughs> yeah. the, uh,
1: uh um,
0: uh, would you like my fork? <laughs> can we make a rule for this, or give him your food? I'm keeping dessert though. <laughs> so Robert Harvey creates the White River Monster Refuge, which I feel like a lot of the Southern States could be referred to as a monster refuge. Yeah. But uh <laughs> he enacted a resolution which made it illegal to quote molest, kill, trample or harm the White River Monster.
1: Now, while why did he they is... had to phrase it like that. Like
0: I think you know why they had to phrase it okay, like that. All right. All right. Don't. I can. I think. I think the Ar- Arcanian doth protest too much. Oh, okay. All right. Gonna go diddle that Ritter monster.
1: <laughs> Did you say diddle that Ritter monster? <laughs> yeah, I'm from Arkansas. <laughs> you mean like John Ritter?
0: <laughs> John Ritter's a monster. I'm gonna fuck him. <laughs> Biologists believe that Whitey is actually a lost elephant seal that somehow migrated incorrectly and ended up in Newport. Some townspeople believe that it was an elaborate plot to gain attention by farmers
1: in the area. I just sniffed out the solution. It's horseshit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They said that river monster looked kind of like a cardboard cutout.
1: I feel like the way you just broke that, this cryptid down is exactly the way every cryptid breaks down, which is the scientists say, oh, it could have been this like crypt- this animal, this like weird animal ended up in a weird place. Whoa, that's weird. The other option is it could be maybe they all made it up for attention. Huh. Guess what? It's pretty much always <laughs> the second one. There's a freaking Mothman museum. That's all you need to know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
0: sh- Shout out to the fine people of Silver Springs. Yeah. The monster hasn't been seen much in recent years, but many people living around the White River still believe he's there. Some think that he may have died because the river got too shallow. Oh, spinning it into
1: like an environmentalist <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> if we had taken better care of the
0: river, it's like it's just a crying Indian looking out at like a a bloated river beast.
1: <laughs> oh, we've got to save the land for the river monsters. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, now now the article just pivots. In wait, what excusable homicide? Two men got into a knife fight, what? Okay, well Here we go. So <laughs> At this point the article pivots towards like a tourism thing for like going to Arkansas to see ghosts. Oh. Mm. But uh the last they have to say about the White River monster is you'll have to find out for yourself.
1: Have to find out what? If it exists. No, I won't. I'm not going to Newport, Arkansas. Fuck you. I'm from Arkansas. <laughs> and I'm not going to Newport, Arkansas. <laughs> Fuck you. What, where did you get this from? Is This from the official website of Newport, Arkansas. It's all just a scam from Newport. They're still doing it. It's 2019 and they're still doing it. They're still like, <laughs> well, do you know about... I bet this monster is not, oh, I bet this monster was just invented, like, yesterday. It <laughs> could I be. Mean, it's not, they're like, what sounds good? Oh, it was started in the 20s. Oh, and that's why the plantation thing is weird. Because <laughs> they were like, they were like, oh, like, say a plantation owner saw it. I'm like, that doesn't really make sense. How would plantations still be around after, you know, slavery had been done for so long? Oh, they won't s- know. What oh, did you say 1937?
0: I thought it was 18. Oh, no. Oh, Fuck. fuck.
1: Well, we already put it out there on the internet, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen our Newport website. I couldn't change it, then they'll know we're lying.
0: And that's that's about it. They say there's a lot of monster memorabilia you can get around White River T-shirts, etc. So even if you don't, horseshit. That's the thing about cryptids. That's the oh, thing. Oh, 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 so even if you don't see them, you can get a T-shirt that says you're brave enough to look for
1: him. I got to say, I don't, I don't rate this cryptid very high. <laughs> There's a lot of way better cryptids.
0: So the thing, the thing about Boo-Haha is that uh, most scary stories are bad.
1: Yeah. It turns out. Yeah. You know what's a good scary story? Uh, Candyman. Candyman's they're, pretty good. They're remaking that with yeah. Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele is bad
0: at his job.
1: Oh, you watched the Twilight Zone thing, didn't I you? I did. See, I didn't watch it, so I just feel fine. <laughs> oh. I thought Us was a little bit strained.
0: Yeah. Um, I was on board. Like, there were three episodes of the Twilight Zone, which which gave me some hope. And then each one after that was, like, reading something that an eighth grader who saw four episodes of the Twilight Zone and decided that they wanted to write some fan fiction would have put together. Yeah. It's lazy. It's very lazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I just don't think you can really capture the magic of Twilight Zone again. I don't know why people keep trying to do it. Tell that to uh tell that to Shudder, who are putting
0: together a new creep show T V series. Creep Show? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's gotta be an anthology series. I think it's like uh Tom Savini.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. If you the problem with trying to do the Twilight Zone again is that because television was so new when The Twilight Zone was happening, today if you tried to assemble that amount of like writer talent mm-hmm. for a single project, even it, even it being anthology and that they just have to write one, yeah, you just you don't have the money to do that. Like you can't do that. You can't no. just be like, oh, we got Jordan Peele, that'll work. Like it, you can't just tap somebody and be like, you're gonna bring all that basically so many so many writers brought to the twilight zone cuz it was basically just fucking like fucking like
0: Harlan Ellison and shit like, yeah, like <laughs> the best <you're> minds not, <laughs> of the day
1: you can't you can't do that anymore because no. people are too smart to do that now like no one's going to just like I had a spec <laughs> script sure yeah like that's the only time that's ever going to happen that's never going to happen again yeah so
0: on Buhaha, we we always rate the uh the spooky stories that we've heard um with a custom rating system uh in this case I think I'm I'm going to I'm going to give this 2 out of 5 20th century plantations
1: yeah i mean i might i might give it even less than that basically i mean are we rating it on spookiness or on just
0: general like yeah if you if you thought it was compelling moving interesting
1: spooky it's a, I mean, it's, it's, we're talking about a B movie. We're talking about B movie, the Jerry Seinfeld project. No, we're talking about like, Ugh. yeah, that's what we're talking about today.
0: If you wanted B movie, we could have, uh, the Boggy Creek monster was the other option uh, about which there was a B movie called, I think the, uh, the legend of Boggy Creek. The legend of Boggy Creek. Yeah. 70s kind of vaguely. I feel like, like I've heard of that. Vaguely found footagey. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're going to go your you, what you going one out of 5 20th century plantations.
1: 20th century plantation. Every time you keep saying that it makes me imagine the like 20th century Fox logo but all the but all the uh, there's all the searchlights are just like and then like the spotlight goes into the the forest into the river and we just see a little brachiosaurus doll. I mean, it's literally just a brachiosaurus stall, and someone's holding it, and they're like, "Look,
0: I'll save you. Please come to Newport. <laughs> <laughs> please, please visit. Please stay here overnight.
1: We have a hotel, you know." I give it two Newports out of Arkansas. That's mm-hmm. fair. Like you I mean g- the cigarette, the menthol? Yes, I give it two <laughs> Newports. My favorite cigarette.
0: Oh, that's that's fair.
1: Um, oh shit, I have to go. Oh. Yeah, so that timer that went off, that probably got picked up by the mic. It did, yeah. Yeah, That's. I have to run and do a show like right now. Okay. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) Oh, uh, well, okay. So now we've we've reached the point in the podcast very smoothly and without any hiccups or transitions of any kind. Yeah, no one can
1: tell. Nope. And, And people are like, what does he mean by that?
0: We just finished reading that first story. Yep. That's what just happened. And we gave it a rating. Mm -hmm. And and now we're going to switch places. Mm -hmm. And
1: I'm going to choose a story to read from. Just to reiterate. The options. I don't know why you would need this, though. You only said it just 30 minutes ago.
0: If anything, I'm doing it for anybody who tuned in late. Ah,
1: late. Because it's a live podcast. (laughs) You know
0: when you start a podcast 20 minutes in? (laughs) Just don't need that intro. Oh, my
1: God. Actually, can I throw out a quick recommendation of a podcast that I always skip the first 20 minutes of? I really, I'm, this guy doesn't need any help. Sleep with me. Check it out. All right. All right. Um, Now let's do our show.
0: Our. Interesting. (laughs) Getting back to uh, the, as we've said, the unnecessary going through the points again. The spooky stories that we have, the Boggy Creek Monster, which of course we just talked about. Right. The, no, wait, No. We haven't
1: talked about the Boggy Creek monster. Didn't we? That's the one with the movie.
0: No, no, no. We, yeah. Well, we briefly talked about it, but we talked about the White River monster.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's, that's what we actually talked about in the yeah. segment.
0: Uh, then we have the Phantom Hitchhiker of Highway 365, mm-hmm. the Dog Boy of Quitman, yeah, and the Hook Man of Texarkana.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, those are all good choices, and there's definitely not <laughs> one that specifically kind of jumps out at you, kind of ruffles out of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you, you talking about the Phantom Hitchhiker? Uh, yeah, could be, <laughs> could be that one. Uh, I mean, out of out of deference to you, I think it's probably only fair that we do the the dog boy of of Quitman. Yeah. Uh, Oh, here, if you want something that's a little bit quieter to put that Mm -hmm. on. I've got metal tables and metal coasters in my podcasting studio, and I only give people uh, classes. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, put on this coat made of bells.
1: Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for um, the legend of Dog Boy?
0: The legend of Dog Boy. (laughs) (laughs) I, I couldn't be more. So we... A couple episodes ago, I had Carolyn Main on and we did, it was like the dog-faced boy of Ashland. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Oh, great. And uh, what the dog-faced boy ruff, ruff, ruff. turned out to be was a hunchback with that werewolf disease. No. <laughs> so it was just a person? <laughs> Who was scorned by society and forced to sell pencils.
1: Oh, yeah. that's it. That's a- crummy reveal
0: weird that he turned out to be an angry ghost
1: oh yeah why well I'm excited so let's begin the tale the legend of dog boy some people who live in Cleburne County believe ghosts including wait what that sounds like (laughs) believe ghosts (laughs) are fucking liars (laughs) (laughs) we believe ghosts here in Cleburne County we believe them (laughs)
0: <laughs> Hashtag me boo.
1: It's a, it's just a weird sentence, the way it's structured. But what it's saying is, these people in Cleburne County believe that ghosts, including a World War One soldier and a family, haunt a Victorian era home in downtown Quitman. Hmm. Now, Quitman, I don't know. I've never heard of that place before, and that's weird to me because I've I, I know Arkansas pretty well. Why why so many restless spirits in a sleepy town like Quitman? It may have to do with the area's past, said Dr. Mike Barnett, a retired physician and member of the Heber Springs Historical Society.
0: Really going going out on a limb there by saying that the preponderance of ghosts might have something to do with the
1: past. My name's Dr. Mike Barnett, and Uh, I'm from the Heber Springs Historical Society. And let me tell you, ghosts, they come from the past. These are not future ghosts from fut- from people that have yet to die. <laughs> Otherwise, you could, for example, meet your ghost or meet your dad's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you can meet the ghost of your unborn son. Now, I actually think that we've stumbled on a very interesting idea. Actually. Future ghost? Future ghost. That's a concept I've never heard before. I mean, because it's stupid. But also... What I mean, what is to limit a future ghost from existing?
0: I, I'm, I'm, a, I've said it before on this podcast. I'm a big fan of like science ghost. Yeah, where it's like it's not like it's not that Steve is still
1: here doing Steve right. Things. It's Steve's like psychic energy.
0: Not even so much that it's like just an. It's like there, you're there's a little tear in time, and you're just seeing through. You're just getting a quick snapshot yeah. of something that already happened. Yeah, yeah. So logistically, that should cut both ways. At yeah. some point, yeah. Yeah. In between seeing the Victorian milkmaid, I should also right. see like a hover car.
1: <laughs> a spooky hover car. Yeah, yeah. Or like a ghost. Ooh. Or uh, a... Uh, no, I meant to say robot. <laughs> <laughs> I just said ghost, which is the whole concept of the show. Anyways, <clears throat> Quitman is much older than almost any community in north-central Arkansas. During the Civil War... It was a popular place for men to enlist in the Army. Well, what place wasn't? You know? Uh, Guam? (laughs) Yeah, they were not involved so much. Until 1870, Quitman was a major trading center and an important crossroads. It was a halfway point for those traveling from Memphis to Little Rock. Or from Batesville to Conway. I like that they list those like we could triangulate it. Those are well, no, that those were equivalent. You know, like it—it <laughs> it was a halfway point for people from Memphis, a major city, to Little Rock, a capital city, and also Batesville and Conway. <laughs> <laughs> As if like somebody like while this person was writing the story, somebody from Batesville was like, hey. "Hey, we uh we got a lot of travelers too. People going to Conway." <clears throat>
0: Got to cater to the Conway crowd.
1: Yeah. There were big, nice houses and buildings there, he said. Longtime resident, Nelda Kennedy. Nelda Kennedy? All right. I Nelda Kennedy once. (laughs) Zing. Longtime resident, Nelda, Nelda Kennedy, says the Garrett family erected one of Quitman's finer homes in about 1890. Another local... Mary Nell Hollabird. Damn, these people got some Arkansas-ass names. These are like, this is some, this is real. This is a true story. Mary Nell Hollabird. Like, I couldn't even say it without, Mary Nell, you come on down here now. Mary Nell, come on back in the house. Another local, Mary Nell Hollabird, recalled Floyd and Aline Bettis moved into the large house in the early 1950s. The couple, childless for many years, had a son, Gerald Floyd Bettis. Wow. <laughs> Gerald Floyd Bettis, come on back in here now. Gerald Bettis, you, you, oh, you put that down, Gerald Bettis. <laughs> you get that out your mouth, Gerald Bettis. Makes me want to smack something out of somebody's yeah. hand. <laughs> Stop it. All right. Um, in 1954, according to a local historian in Arkansas Democrat Gazette archives, they're saying that that's, in 1954, these people had a son, Gerald Ford Bettis. Gerald was a difficult child from early on, reported those who knew of him. His parents were good people, but Gerald was a brat, vicious and cruel. Holy shit, we just got instantly, like, vindicated in our... yeah, like right away, we were like Gerald Floyd Bettis. That sounds like a handful of kid, and then it's like, yeah, a is horrible true. child. That's crazy. I, I mean, I, we're not reading ahead. Bettis also developed some unusual habits early on, including collecting cats and dogs, hmm. leading to his nickname, Dog Boy. They just left the cat part out. He collected both cats and dogs, but you know, in the end, everybody likes dogs better. So, Dog Boy. Oh no, this is gonna be okay. This next sentence is. We're about dick all right we're about to strap, <laughs> strap in everybody he would catch stray animals and torture them
0: oh okay. yeah
1: we could hear them howl said holibird holibird is who's telling the story i guess kennedy agreed with holibird's assessment of bettis i had almost forgotten about all those cats and dogs he had but he even added onto the house so he could keep more of them he added extra room. Well, now he's an adult, I guess. Apparently. We've... Suddenly in the story, he's an adult and he owns the house. We've jumped forward in time and he is building the cat wing. The catio, right? <laughs> That's what they're called. That's It has a name. We all know it. <laughs> Kennedy also confirmed that Bettis had difficulties at school. Kids would pester him and take things away from him. It was like he wanted to be aggravated to get attention, she said. She cited one instance in which there was a large family reunion at Quitman City Hall. Gerald took one of those old chase lounges over there. You know, like the ones that the Romans would lay back on. I don't know why that's... The... All right. He got some grapes and laid down on it to eat them in them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, damn. I was about to oh give... My God. M- M- Mary Bell, or whatever the fuck her name is. I was about to give her some shit. Right. For really painting the scene. Holly Bell is no. her name. Holly
1: Bell. Hollabelle. Halliburton. hmm. I was going to give her some shit, but no, it sounds like. Oh my god, did you, ra- did you can you imagine how lit that would be if you're at a party and someone brought their own chair, <laughs> laid down on it, took their shirt off, started rubbing their own nipples and <laughs> feeding themselves with grapes? <laughs> like I'd be like, fuck, this party's lit. Drizzling dude. themselves with honey. <laughs> 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 I'm Gerald. <laughs> Come touch me. <laughs> on the patio. <laughs> Come touch me. My <laughs> name's Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> Bettis' actions allegedly turned more sinister. He kept his parents virtually imprisoned in the upstairs part of the house, Hollibird said. He would feed them, but only when he decided it was time for them to eat. (laughs) By the time he was an adult, locals say Bettis towered over his elderly parents at six feet four inches and weighed close to 300 pounds. He's...
0: Treating them like the cats and dogs.
1: He's literally uh, Caesar. It sounds like he's
0: just found an effective way to keep everybody on the same food schedule.
1: Yes. That sounds... I mean, yeah. That's right. That's where we should be at this point in the story. Because he's definitely not going to do some fucked up stuff in Act 2. I don't think so. Of this story. It's a story about grapes. Yeah. Let's side with Gerald. Anyways, it was also regularly reported that he beat up his father and even threw him out of an upstairs window one time during his teen years. Although he was in his 70s at the time, the elder Bettis hung onto the ledge until the local police showed up. (laughs) (laughs) That's some fucking Andy
0: Griffith shit right there. Got another call from the old Bettis house. Grandpa Bettis is
1: hanging up by... (laughs) Grandpa Bettis is hanging up from the first floor. We gotta go get him. Somebody get a ladder so we can get Grandpa Bettis down from there. Damn.
0: So they're Uh, describing a hee-haw sketch. Go on.
1: Yes. According to the Heber Springs Sun-Times, Floyd Bettis died in 1981 after an illness at his home. Others say he was pushed down the staircase and died of a broken neck. That's a weird... uh, It's weird that if Gerald did push him down the stairs that he got away with saying he got sick. You know what I mean? Like... he came down with a tragic case of neckitis. Wouldn't you just say like, "Oh, he fell down the stairs." Like, that, I mean, you wouldn't be like, "Oh no, well he got bronchitis." And then they're like looking at the body, and he's all like bangled <laughs> up, like facing I'm backwards. Not sure, that's I don't think that's not pneumonia. Sorry, doesn't look like pneumonia. He fell onto some bullets. Is what <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah. I was afraid of Gerald Kennedy," said. If you had ever seen his eyes, they seemed to glow at night. One time he came over here and got onto us because we had trimmed a magnolia tree that overlapped into his backyard. That's some real Arkansas shit right there.
0: Look, magnolia trees are lovely. Yeah. And if somebody fucked up my magnolia tree? You're
1: still trying to side
0: with Gerald.
1: We I'm... just he killed his father maybe?
0: I think his dad came down with a tragic case of uh
1: neck break cold neck break cold yeah that old neck break cold yeah yeah yeah. all right you i'm with gerald too (laughs) (laughs) and when they started cleaning up uh, cleaning that house up one of his uncles came to to my house to borrow a gun because he was afraid that gerald would get riled up so uncle's afraid of gerald gotta get a gun
0: They're in there throwing away all Gerald shit. Yeah. I'd be a little bit riled up, too.
1: Hey, I got some weird uncles, too. My Uncle Ricky can't read. Remember? See? That was from part one. Yeah. In the early 1980s, Aline Bettis fell and broke her hip, requiring a trip to the hospital. A retired nurse, Holabird, witnessed Bettis' treatment of his mother. He was slapping her around and telling her, I'm going to have you arrested if you tell anyone what I did. Not long after this incident, <laughs> Aline Bettis was placed in Adult Protective Services and removed from the home permanently.
0: Wait, I'm sorry. Was he saying this at the hospital?
1: Mm. Like, he took her to the hospital, and he's like, I'm going to fucking arrest you, slap. Well, Arkansas is a looser place than that, I that, feel like. That's fair, I guess. I guess. Um, okay. I'm a little confused, too, honestly. I I'll, All of this is alleged, Sure. You know what I mean? Like this is just people saying he was mean. He did this. He did that. This could be another case, actually. Well, like what you were talking about with that other episode, where in the end we just find out that like dude just liked grapes. <laughs>
0: this is <laughs> it's, it's like when uh, I had I had Dave Olson on and we did a story about the Donner Party and we came away not being sure about whether or not the Donner Party actually ate anybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a lot of allegedlies in that story, right? There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot in this one. A little later. Gerald Bettis built a sunroom on the back of the house and sold the plants he grew, including marijuana. So he sells weed, Hollibird said. Authorities (laughs) arrested him based on this and his mother's testimony of of her abuse. Bettis was put in prison in the late 1980s and died of a drug overdose. In prison? Yeah.
0: Okay, well...
1: Yeah. The Arkansas Democrat Gazette archives confirm... Gerald Floyd Bettis died in May 1988 at the age of 34. When Eileen Bettis died in 1995, Holabird's niece, Reba Carter, damn, they just keep getting better. Reba! <laughs> Inherited the house. <laughs> She's
0: just in a tree.
1: Yeah. Not long after, there was an estate sale at the house. Carter later sold the house to Tony Weaver, a truck driver from Morgan. Weaver and his wife lived in the Bettis house for a couple of years. However, the Weavers experienced paranormal activity, (gasps) said Karen Schillings, founder of the Central Arkansas Society for Paranormal Research. Oh, God. Well, she would say that. It's the Central Arkansas Society for Paranormal Research, otherwise known as Casper. After seeing a newspaper ad placed by Casper, <laughs> Weaver's wife contacted Schillings.
0: <laughs> Wait, were we were we talking about Casper last night or er, yeah.
1: earlier today? Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay, yes. good. She said she would turn off all the lights before leaving to work a night shift. But when she returned, the lights would be back on. This is that shit that my grandma Nancy would. She would just be like, oh, the lights are on and they weren't before. They're all Gramma, ghost. Grandma, did you forget your medicine again and mm-hmm. leave the lights on? It's, no one can be, the thing about ghosts that put me off is no one can be consistent about the rules with ghosts. So they turn on lights. Sometimes they like can manipulate objects or sometimes they just show up and they're like,
0: eh. Yeah. Sometimes they can scratch you. Yeah. It's a lot of, there's a lot of questionable rules on ghosts. So, so we're in, we're in the house. The lights are turning on. Yeah.
1: So at first, the woman thought such actions were the result of an intruder, but then more supernatural events began to happen. One time, pennies floated down the stairwell from the upstairs part of the house. The coin stopped and fell to the floor all at once, right in front of her, Schilling said. After six months of such occurrences, the wife was very scared and didn't want to live there anymore. Tony Weaver had also had his share of baffling incidents. One day I was working on the house and I saw a man looking through the foyer into the living room. He looked like a World War One soldier, complete with the helmet. He looked so real. And when he walked into the living room, I ran after him, but no one was there, he said.
0: That's kind of terrifying. It well,
1: was a little scary.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, uh, up until now, so far we have a ghost who is turning on lights at night and giving you pennies right not bad
1: but we also have i mean we both know coming up is caesar's ghost basically <laughs> caesar the caesar of pets um dog caesar that's what i would call him dog caesar no dog is too much for me to handle. hollabird's nephew quentin white and his wife stephanie lived in the house in 2003 Strange things would happen on a regular basis, like the commode would flush on its own. Oh, I love that word, commode. commode. That's such an Arkansas word.
0: It suggests that the house does not have plumbing.
1: Yes. Is what it does. One day, Quentin was working on the house, and he was on the phone with her. He heard a crash upstairs and went to find out what happened. White had previously stacked a large pile of two-by-fours on the floor. When he reached the upstairs room, he told his wife that the boards were all standing up straight. The couple only lived there for a few months. Okay. That's the story you got for Quentin? Quentin's Mm -hmm. already out of the house, and the only thing that happened was he forgot that he... Whatever.
0: The ghost was fucking with my lumber. The ghost was fucking with my
1: two-by-fours. Weaver, who still owns the Bettis house, continues to show the home to prospective buyers, so far with little success. Weaver said once he planted a new pair of sunglasses... Once he placed, that's what the word was. I had a really good (laughs) mental image of him digging a little hole and being like, no, a sunglass tree will, this is how we're going to make the sunglass hut.
0: Come see the Ray-Ban bush
1: of Quitman. (laughs) Weaver said he placed a new pair of sunglasses and a prescription medicine on a table. During the time he was there, he said he became angry about his inability to sell the house and voiced his resentment saying, These darn spooks, I'm tired of taking care of this place. He said his comments apparently angered someone or something as later both the glasses and the medicine were gone. These are horseshit (laughs) stories.
0: (laughs) Was this the medicine that helps him remember where he put stuff? Why is it?
1: (laughs) God, all of these are so easily explained away. (laughs) If you bring somebody in there that they the spirits don't like you'll feel chills and your hair will stand on end one lady who was interested in buying the house brought her young daughter with her the woman told weaver that her daughter was sensitive while the women were walking through the home the daughter stopped on the stairs and said she felt very sad when
0: you said like she said her daughter's sensitive i assumed that the guy was gonna be like and then he said fuck you cry baby
1: <laughs> shut up your dress is ugly Another time, some prospective buyers saw a recliner in the home, flipped back on its own like someone was sitting there. It stayed stuck like that the whole time they were looking at the place, he said. Yet another prospect brought their dog with them to see the house, but the animal refused to go inside. That's not really that weird. I My dog doesn't always like to go into new places. Yeah. Dogs... I, yeah, this is this is that's not weird at all. That's it's, nothing. Also,
0: it's a house that at some point had so many dogs in it that like they had to build more house to mm-hmm. accommodate dogs. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be dog smells,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The dog could just smell the old dog smells territory. It's what, not. Is, is that what ghosts are? Just old smells? <laughs> Ed Munerly of Little Rock said he had eerie encounters in the Bettis house this summer. A former pilot with Federal Express, Munnerlyn has worked remodeling the home since May. He prefers to work on the house at night. Be- Why? Why? Because he said too many people who, who are curious about the ghosts want to come in. Okay. Horseshit. <laughs> there was like one person one time that was like, I heard this is the ghost house. And Bunderland was like, I, just I can't, can't stand this. Anything done. <laughs> this is too much. Peep. These people, I can't think. Hours of the day. Horseshit. He has also had several unexplainable incidents happen to him. I'm a rational person. I don't believe in the paranormal.
0: In my experience, the only thing that follows a person saying I am a rational person is a completely irrational statement.
1: Of course, it's like, hey, I'm not racist, but I'm a rational person. I don't believe in the paranormal. But since I've been working on that place, I feel very uncomfortable, like someone's watching me. He also claims to have seen spirits several times. When I pull up into the driveway of the house at night, I see a man looking down at me. He is dressed in a brown jacket and a bow tie, like from another time period. We still wear brown jackets and bow ties, so you did not give us enough description to say.
0: It's Yeah, they didn't paint an old-timey picture at all, but I will say, out of all of the things I've heard so far, the idea of like getting to your house and looking up at the window and seeing yeah. someone.
1: Yeah, even actually it, scary. Yeah,
0: even yeah. if it isn't a ghost, you're like, well, yeah, going to burn my house down now. Mm-hmm.
1: An extension to the house is where Munerlin claims to have seen the ghost of Gerald Bettis looking at him several times. He was this huge, weird-looking cat with long He's supposed to be a dog. It says cat though.
0: Did so you mean like Batty-O, like This weird looking cat. Oh, maybe
1: that's what he meant. (laughs) He's a weird looking cat with long brown hair, creepy eyes, and great big arms and hands. He walked right in front of me and glared at me, Munnerlyn said. Right after I saw him, he walked through the hall and disappeared. Munnerlyn said he also experienced what felt like a cold wind blowing down his neck. Sometimes I hear something slam or someone walk across the floor, but I can't see anything. They let me know that they're there.
0: I f- I feel like you're editorializing just a, a little, little bit. Little I'm bit. just
1: I'm I'm. Monerlin is the one that seems the most scared th- thus far <laughs> of all this.
0: I again, if you were in your home and you like came out of a room and there was just a dude there, like just yeah. a foot away from you, he, fair. Yeah, I would be spooked.
1: I'd be yeah yeah yeah. I mean, I would definitely be spooked. I I would call the cops. I would, I would call the cops on a ghost. Um. In 2005, Casper investigated the house. Schillings was the lead researcher on the case. We went there on two different occasions, she said. The first time, we noticed cold spots 10 to 15 degrees cooler than the ambient temperature of the house. A very sensitive electromagnetic field detector was used that picks up all kinds of electromagnetic readings, and we picked up an energy force that had no explanation she said little that's very presumptuous that they that they that's the thing that i don't like about ghosts in general is that it's a lot of people saying there's absolutely no explanation for this but really i think like what what you were saying the crazy thing about maybe it's like time travel i think it's ludicrous for people to like walk through this life that you get and be like oh we really do understand everything and like you never encounter things that you don't understand so like I think I think, if I was going to say what I actually believe in as far as ghosts go, I think potentially it's just us experiencing things that we don't understand, and there's no real way to measure it or quantify it scientifically, so we just call it a ghost, yeah it was a ghost it's a
0: It's a series of potentially unrelated question marks that we put under one umbrella yes, there was a story about it was like an old. Disney screening room that mm-hmm. they thought was haunted. Mm-hmm. Like everybody was totally spooked out and eventually they found out that there was like a fan and the ventilation duct was scraping against its housing and producing super low frequency tones yeah, which yeah. have been known to fuck people right, up. Right, right.
1: Yeah. It's like the David Lynch trick. That's what he does. He puts yeah. low tones in his movies Aww. so that it makes you feel weird. Yeah. Um, Schillings also reported that the team tracked an entity through the kitchen area where one of the team members felt like someone touched him. When we went outside at one point to get some items from a car, we looked up and saw a face peering down at us, she said. All three of the Casper team members witnessed the face in the window, but it was confirmed that there was no one upstairs at the time. The second time, the team used a medium who got in touch with what seemed to be the spirit of Gerald Bettis. He, He cursed us and told us to get out, and he had some grapes. I'm just adding (laughs) that part. He
0: wouldn't get up off his sofa.
1: He was (laughs) was also strangling a cat. That was still the best part of the story. The (laughs) team used videotape (laughs) to document what they considered to be additional evidence of paranormal activity, including orbs flying through the wall and unexplainable flashing lights, she said. Although footage of these ghost hunting expeditions was shot over the two occasions, Schilling said that the more spectacular tape is missing. Multiple attempts to locate the film failed. That's convenient. It was disconcerting, she said. And that is the end of the story.
0: (laughs) By disconcerting, did she mean to say convenient?
1: Yeah. Hey, we've actually got evidence that proves it all, but we lost it. I caught a Bigfoot, but he got away. Mm Mm-hmm. I literally had Bigfoot in my house with me, We were eating grapes, grapes. That was such a good part of the story. (laughs) It's like it really kind of blows all the rest of the story out of the water that there was a guy that because that really happened. You know, there was a guy that brought his own chaise lounge, brought it to a party, brought it to a party, then got some grapes, then got grapes and just didn't even have somebody else feed him. He's like, I'm (laughs) you know that he tried. Oh, no, no, no. Not Gerald Bettis. Gerald Bettis showed up and was like, none of these fools will touch my body. (laughs) I'm going, I am Gerald Bettis, and I brought my cat, and we're going to lay here. That's what he was trying to do. I was about to say. He was really so much more of a cat boy than dog boy, really. He was just trying to stretch out, you know, rub himself.
0: Now, I was going to say all of the howls that they heard was him trying to train his cats and dogs (laughs) to to feed feed him grapes. grapes.
1: (laughs) That's good.
0: Okay, what happened to the cats and dogs?
1: Oh, well, yeah, we're not concerned about them. What do you think happened?
0: I mean, if... Okay, do we... They're
1: strays now. Well, I mean, they're dead now, certainly, but they were strays then.
0: If if I was going to write uh, an additional paragraph for this story, which... Just going by length, not necessary. Mm -hmm. But were I to do so, there'd be a paragraph in there about how when fucking dude bro, last guy, FedEx pilot, was renovating the house at night, Mm -hmm. opened up the walls full of cat bones.
1: Yeah. So that's cool. That would be be a very good... That would make the story better. Maybe that's how this show should work. Is we read the ghost story and then we're like... (laughs) <laughs> Not quite good enough, because it's bullshit anyways. It's,
0: it's like boo-ha-ha punch-up edition. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, let's make the story better. Um, no, I, but do you want to know what happened in real life? Because I know, like basically for a fact. Go on. What happened was, dude died, and then whoever owned the house at that point was just like, oh, there's all these cats and dogs living in there. Okay, we'll just open the door and let them all out. <laughs> And then those cats and dogs just went out into the woods and were feral cats. Because that's what happens. Yeah. Then they they ate each other. Dude, I had, from the time that I was born until I was like 15, I went through at least 15 dogs. Because when you live
0: in the woods. Okay. I'm going to, yeah, I'd like you to clarify slightly because like if I were to say, oh, I've gone through... 10 pairs of shoes this year, yeah, 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 you would think I was doing something to the shoes.
1: Right. Right. So we weren't doing anything to the dogs. It's just when you live in the South and you live in the woods, basically, if you have a dog and it's an outside dog, you know, it's outside all the time and it just decides in its heart, like, I'm done with this relationship. Just the neighbors goes. have ham. They just leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The neighbors have ham. We actually had a neighbor shoot one of our dogs one time, and it lived, like it survived being shot, which is crazy.
0: It's a good dog.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the dog's name was Bear, which is that's a good name for a dog that can take a fucking hit. Yeah, it is. But what's weird when your neighbor shoots your dog and you live in the woods is like you just have to keep living next to that neighbor. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. No, like, you
0: live next to gun neighbor. Yeah,
1: it's like everybody's like, oh, what's the deal with your neighbor? Like, well, he does shoot our dogs, so uh, <laughs> that's like a very normal thing in the South to have a problem with a neighbor that shoots dogs.
0: We went wrong in this country at at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's the that's the factoid that got you. Okay, okay. So like uh, having, uh, okay, I grew I grew up in Europe. Everyone's mm-hmm. a lot closer together. Mm-hmm. There's a lot less space. Yeah, and I think that. Every once in a while, I'll hear a tidbit about America where I'll just be like, it can't work. Like, there's too much space. Mm-hmm. If you have enough leeway geographically to be able to shoot a dog, because if you did that in a city, 10 people would be like, let's do something about that guy. Right, yeah. That guy's that, that guy's not
1: going to get away with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens
0: when you <laughs> wink at the dog. He's <laughs> like kisses, kisses. <laughs>
1: I, I, okay. So what happened was I winked at, uh, oh, I'm so, Fawn, <laughs> Fawn, yeah. Fawn. I winked at Fawn, and then Fawn started attacking me for kisses <laughs> all of a sudden. And all I did was wink at him. Oh, he's doing it again. <laughs>
0: so cute. Fawn, Fawn, come over here. I know. I know?
1: think it's fitting that Fawn is coming into the episode because it was dog boy that we She heard about.
0: us talking about dog murder, yeah. and she's like, I'd
1: better go ingratiate myself mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we got to rate this one.
0: Yeah, so uh, I feel like there were a lot of, there were a lot of, we had, high, we had highs and lows. Yeah. You know, there were some, there's some real losers, and there were some real winners there. I'm gonna just on behalf of the the sheer number of ghostly apparitions. I'm going to give this three out of five. Disembodied faces in windows.
1: Ooh, I agree.
0: Yeah, if there were some. There were some parts where I'm like, yeah, that'd be alarming.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there was the. I mean, honestly, wait, okay, yeah, I might yeah, have yeah, come to go on, back. come on, yeah, 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 I know what it.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm going to give this th- three and a half out of five chaise lounge is being used to
1: emulate a roman emperor how about this three out of five of those grapes that <laughs> <laughs> yeah three out of five and grapes. he only had five but it just took a long time to eat them chew very well, he would meticulously. Do one at a time he would lick the entire outside of it first outside of his mouth even he would just stick his tongue out and just lick every surface
0: I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate the idea of a six-foot-tall man-boy. Yeah, six-foot-tall <laughs> dog-murdering Caesar monster.
1: No dog is too much for me to handle.
0: Just licking grapes at a party. Me and
1: this dog have really bonded now.
0: Yeah, it takes... You're here once, it's questionable, but, like, second visit, fawns all over you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well the the campfire is burning low. Mhm. Uh it's midnight. Uh, it is it is way it is way past our collective bedtimes. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not another day. Nope. Uh last last thing we like to do here is uh just to ask you if you've ever had any spooky experiences. Oh, yeah. My own spooky experiences. And I'll codify that because I know that you're you're not a spooky believer. Yeah. So just like anything fun. No, no biting, no chomping.
1: I think she was like, she was like, it was like a love bite. It It was not, it was not a.
0: It was a drag your hand towards her so that you'll (laughs) pet her more. Yeah. Um, Um, But yeah, I'll codify that because I know that you're not a ghosty believer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just inexplicable spooky moments. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, I probably should have prepared something, shouldn't I have? Um, You had a whole day. Yeah, I did have (laughs) a (laughs) whole day. Let's see. What's something spooky that's happened to me? Um, Okay, so I've got something, but it's definitely not paranormal at all. But it was just something – this is a very Arkansas thing. Um, Once in high school, on Friday the 13th, me and my friends went to – we had heard that there was a – I don't know how to describe it uh, without using the term that we... Okay, I'm going to keep petting the dog, but the dog... We're at a point now with me and the dog where the dog is like, you must pet me constantly, and if you stop, <laughs> I'm going to instantly react to that. Why, why did it stop?
0: Yeah, that's... Um, mm.
1: No, the, it's a great dog. Yeah, wonderful yeah, yeah. dog. No, she's, she's great. She's <laughs> wonderful. Um, <laughs> anyway, so in high school, um, there was this little mountainous... Um, well... It was an underground dance club, and okay. it was called Wonderland Cave, and uh, you had to. Okay, so this, this sounds is, this really is hard, Cool. This is hard to describe. <laughs> so th- this was a cave that was a dance club in the mountains of uh, Northwest Arkansas in the Ozarks, um, and the way that you would get into it is there was a little uh, building like a little ha- one-room home, it looked like. And inside of it was just a concrete slab of a floor, and then just, just some stairs that went down, and someone had written, Welcome to Hell, above it. <laughs> and you go inside of it, and then you're literally walking through caves, and it's a long cave path that you take, um, and you would probably see, like, bats and stuff. There were lots of bats there, actually, and the ceilings were really low. So if you saw a bat, you kind of just had to, like maneuver around the bat and hope the bat (laughs) didn't move at all because if it did move at all it was definitely coming right at you or somebody that you were with gonna fucking bob Um, and weave and then anyway so, so you go like 10 minutes or so deep into the cave and then all of a sudden there's like a dance floor and places to sit like little booths made of rock and a bar a fucking bar this, this is the cave.
0: craziest fucking thing I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you it s- this is some old spooky Arkansas <laughs> shit, so it's like it it was by the time I was a lad, it had been long closed down, but people had broken into it, so they had locked up the like building up front, and then people.
0: Can you ever close down a king no, you, based you dance club?
1: Can't the you cannot do that. Um. Anyways, we went down there. Uh, to see it. And it was like, yeah, you know, really spooky. There was lots of graffiti and like definitely was a place where people were like, where are we going to smoke meth? Oh, I know. Um, so there was lots of weird <laughs> discarded stuff in there. A but, lot of broken open light bulbs. Yeah, yeah. But was what was really strange was uh, you could keep going further into the cave. And we were like, what else would there be in here? And we went for a while and where the path ended, there was just... A giant pile of barrels with I don't know what inside of it, like a huge pile, like a hundred barrels piled on top of each other. And we never figured out what that was. And I actually feel like we probably should have told somebody about it. Yeah. I mean, like it. Hey, there's a bunch of barrels. There's a bunch of barrels with I don't know what deep in this cave. Does anybody know about that? Like that literally could have been like some sort of like weird waste somebody was trying to like hide or get rid of or like it would okay actually you know if there's a tiny weird
0: concrete bunker entrance to a cave system that's yep. full of barrels it yeah that reads to me as nuclear waste
1: yeah I mean like <laughs> I mean I think that's exactly what we joked about it but now that I'm thinking about it we if if I had been an older person I would have been like. It might be good to let, like, oh, but see, that's the thing is we would have to confess to trespassing in order to tell somebody about that. That was the problem.
0: Where Buzzkill High School Avalon goes with this is he's going to the school and he's, like,
1: renting one of the Geiger counters in the science department
0: and taking it over there just to be
1: sure. Right, just to see what's going on with it. But yeah, that uh, that's no ghosts or anything, but very spooky. It very, also
0: very spooky. did you get the impression that the cave continued beyond the barrels?
1: Yes, yes. That's
0: deeply frightening. Just oh yeah,
1: that w- I may have that we may have just seen the tip of the iceberg as far yeah. as like whatever it was. God was only knows. Oh, definitely. I mean, literally, that's it was like you're on the path and you're walking, and now you can't walk anymore because there's this giant pile of barrels. But it's not like. The path stopped naturally or the cave forced the path to end. Yeah. As far as what you like, it could have just kept going.
0: I'll go this way with it. If I were going to take up residence in a creepy cave, mm-hmm. the way that I would probably block off the entrance is with something that looked kind of ominous and difficult yep. to get around.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So there's one empty barrel that you move to get behind it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like one strategically placed mm-hmm. barrel. That if you know that one, then you can just walk on through. Otherwise, you're going to be climbing all over the nuclear can't, waste. And can't get over those nuclear barrels. We <laughs> become a little Arkansas mutant. So you get chuds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's
0: that's eerie and captivating and bizarre. Yeah, um,
1: and real. Like yeah. that's just. I mean, there's no there's no ghost part to that. That's just like it was scary, and I don't know what was going on there, and I never found out
0: question mark terror ellipses question mark
1: yeah
0: i'm giving that two out of two irradiated gonads yeah yeah Uh,
1: for anybody that might ever find themselves in northwest arkansas and you want to try and check out wonderland cave um you can't they it got bought by a new owner and that owner i think completely destroyed the entrance so you would have to find another way into the cave but you can look it up like it definitely it's something that people know about and it like super existed
0: was the owner like the department of energy and when you say they (laughs) demolished the cave they filled it with concrete
1: (laughs) (laughs) um yeah maybe maybe that's exactly what happened
0: generations of irradiated
1: Actually, i'm kind of curious if people can because i mean they i this the way it worked was when i was in high school you could get into it uh and then There was a period right before I left high school that people were like, oh, you can't get into it anymore. Um, The new owner, like, sealed the entrance. But I wonder if that is still the case today. Nobody can – yeah, it looks like people still can't get in.
0: (laughs) There's a picture of just – you said room for a band, and I pictured, like, stage at a bar, but it's – there's like an entire no, no. Yeah, yeah, brass yeah. band. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the final scene of The Shining.
1: Like Yeah. Yeah, you can see like, oh
0: my god, Hunter, you're in the middle of this picture. What? <laughs> You've always been here, Mr. Donaldson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm making that face. <laughs> oh, this is the end of the episode, isn't it? I'm making that face. You know that face that he makes in the movie? I'm making that face right now.
0: Oh. When I was living in Germany, there was a Very similarly, there was a bar that was in a renovated Victorian sewer. So picture like old sewer, like it's all circular brick tubes. Mm -hmm. And it was just a series of long tunnels with antlers and Jägermeister accoutrement everywhere. And then there was a giant dance floor area. And then off of that, there was the bathroom which was just another kind of giant open area filled with couches with a single stall in the middle of it. Mm. It was mm. great. Love that place. Ghouli Bar. Ghouli Bar? Yeah. Well, because, yeah, Ghouli is like, it's German slang for a sewer. So, oh, yeah. God. And you could only get into it via ladder.
1: Until some people now. died on the ladder. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs>
0: like, like some drunks were trying to go up the ladder. Oh, yeah. That's a
1: horrible <laughs> idea. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> that's not going to work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That place is the fucking best.
1: Um, That sounds great. Yeah. So check out Wonderland Cave and check out Gooley Bar.
0: That's the one. Yeah. But also totally defunct. Like they yeah. shut that yeah. all the way yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As far as
1: I can tell, you can't go to Wonderland Cave anymore. But I did find a picture of the fucking scary ass house that you would have to go to I and think it just says keep th- out oh no is it this yep <laughs> <laughs> it, and by break into it i mean that you could not get in through the doors but there was a window that someone had broken sure and, but the, so there was like glass on the ground and everything and you'd have to you know you to punk your way in there
0: yeah for the listeners i mean go look at a picture of it but it kind of looks like a mixture of like a house from the seventies and a Denny's.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Hmm. Well, that's eerie. Yep. Uh. Well. Uh. Okay. Well, ne- the campfire has completely burned out now. Yep. And we're sitting here in the dark. Uh, where where can people find you?
1: Uh, dancing at Wonderland Cave. Uh, no, Being you can slowly
0: irradiated.
1: Yeah. Um, you can check out my. I like to tell people to check out my Instagram. Uh, it's called Hungry Hunty. And the concept of the Instagram is it's a food Instagram, which is like a kind of crazy new idea that I came up with. Interesting. Nobody's done it. Yeah. Very that cool. there will be a lot of food stuff. But my thing is that, so like whenever I'm supposed to do a post, I'll get my food or whatever at the restaurant that I'm at. Um, and then, Oh my God, i like should take a picture of it. Right. Cause it looks so good. But it also, I mean, it does look really good and I get really hungry. So I just go ahead and eat it and I still gram the food. That I ate, so it's just pictures of dirty plates, and I always like to tag the restaurant and they love it
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm I'm glad you clarified that it was the dirty plate because for a second it sounded like this was going to be an Instagram of just poop. no <laughs> <laughs> no, but maybe that's where I'll go with it next, you know no I have to take I have to take some umbrage with this because very recently, I saw a post from mm-hmm. Hungry Hunty mm-hmm. that had food on a plate. Explain yourself.
1: Well, it's when I'm done. You know what I mean? Sometimes okay. I don't eat all of it, and I'm like, oh, I'm done. That one in particular, was I, that was when I got nachos. I was going to say, it like looked like nachos. Yes. Way too much nachos. They always are. Yeah. You know. It's your so I was just like, all right, well, I'm done. But I still grammed it. Did you eat them later? Well, I was going to, but then I accidentally left it at a place. Oh, no. It's okay. funny that you bring it up, because I literally thought about it that, like, just like two days ago, I was like, oh, where are those nachos? I'm fuck. like, fuck. I left them at Alberta Street Pub. Oh no! Well, I'm sure somebody got them. Yeah, somebody ate those. Yeah. Were they Alberta Street Pub nachos? Nope. They were from uh, Olay. 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 Oh yeah, yeah, they're great. Yeah. 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 Super Mm. or no? Were they called Super Nachos? They were. I don't. They had some cute name.
0: Well, yeah. So check out check out your Instagram. Hungry
1: Hunty. Yep.
0: And uh, you can also be found just kind of around town doing shows. If
1: you see comedy in Portland, you can. I'll be there somewhere at some point <laughs> he kind of don't even feel the need to push it at this point it's
0: like yeah you'll it'll be the only I'll be there the only way that sentence could have sounded bleaker is if you were taking a drag off a cigarette when you said it <laughs> if you see comedy i'll
1: i'll be there i'll be there <sighs> yep uh, uh when is this coming out when is this dropping
0: this will be coming out uh later this week probably sunday
1: maybe monday okay So just on the off chance that a listener might be interested, um, there is a show that I'm doing at the end of the month on uh, the 27th of July um, called Comedy Party House Show Comedy. Um, We've got a really, really good lineup that we won't be able to – like, this is going to be the best show that we'll put on this year because we couldn't – there's no way we can get all these people to show up again. So So you're just shutting it down after this one? No, but – it, this will be the best one. Okay, um, and we're doing it at uh, Desert Island Studios, which is a really cool s- space in like Northeast Portland. Um, if you if you type in comedy sh- comedy show house show comedy, you will see the page on Facebook. Go ahead and like and subscribe. Check out that event and buy the tickets. Are ten dollars? It's gonna be well worth it. Um, we had to charge because we don't normally charge for this show, but we had to charge because there was a rental fee that we had to pay for. Um, but once you get in the door and you've paid your ticket, there's gonna be very reasonably priced uh beer and food available as well. Ooh. It's gonna it's quite an event.
0: And some mysterious barrels, right?
1: Yes, and we do have a large stash. <laughs> and you're not really allowed to know what's in the barrels. But they look ominous. That's enticing. And they're just on the outside it's just written XXX. <laughs> so it it's not like is this porn? I don't know what this is.
0: I love a good porn barrel. Yeah. We mm. got
1: a barrel of porn. Mm,
0: love it. Uh well, and you can find me on Instagram as that avalon, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BooHaHaPod. Pod. As uh as always, we just kinda we just taper off.
1: Oh, okay. Mm. Uh Well, so is this still the show or is the show over? No, this is, I mean...